International medical graduates are a valuable resource to American medicine. What percentage of American physicians was trained elsewhere? You may be surprised with the answer. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt from Foothill Psychiatry in Boise, your host, and with me today is Dr. Ellie Ackle. Dr. Ackle is an internist in Buffalo, New York, where he conducts research in the areas of medical education, development of clinical practice guidelines, and migration of physicians. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Ackle. Thank you, Leslie. Happy to be here. You're in a unique position to study international medical graduates. As a graduate of St. Joseph University Medical School in Beirut, and you're an epidemiologist. Yes, indeed. I graduated from St. Joseph University in Beirut and came to the U.S. for residency training, and I ended up doing a specialty in epidemiology. And as you said, as a migrant myself, I got interested in this huge international migration of physician phenomenon, and I'm currently studying it. Now, how common or how prevalent are international medical graduates in the United States? So currently in the United States, there are about 900,000 physicians overall. About 230,000 of these are international graduates. So this is a percentage of 25%, so a quarter of them. One quarter of all American physicians are international graduates. I wouldn't say of all American physicians. I would say of physicians practicing in the U.S. because there's a small nuance in the definition. So a U.S. physician who goes and do a medical school outside the U.S. is classified as an international graduate. A non-U.S. citizen who goes into a U.S. medical school is technically classified as a U.S. graduate. Oh. However, these percentages are low. Okay, so roughly a quarter. Now, is this trend increasing or decreasing? The trend is definitely increasing. For example, over the last quarter century, the number of IMGs in the U.S. grew by about 2.4 times. So it's more than doubled. Wow. Now, are there certain countries that are more common uh, in terms of the IMGs, where they come from? The top country where IMGs come from are India, with 20% of IMGs in the U.S. coming from India. And the top five lists include India, the Philippines, Mexico, Pakistan, and the Dominican Republic. Hmm. Any ideas why that is? Why these countries? So the reason for international migration of physicians has been explored in many number of studies. The classic theory of migration of physicians is called the push-pull theory. The push-pull theory says that there are push factors in the source country that kind of push physicians to go out. And typically these are poverty, lack of opportunity, or civil instability. And there are pull factors in the recipient countries, most of the time who are high-income countries. And examples could be job opportunities, high income, and social security. Oh, okay. So the trend then is moving from a lower income, high poverty area to higher income, low poverty area. Yes. And this is the main concern currently because of the widening of the gap in health equities uh, or health inequities worldwide. Mm -hmm. Now, how are the IMGs different from the United States medical graduates? There have been a number of studies that have been conducted in the field, and most of the results are consistent. And they show that compared with U.S. graduates, international graduates tend to be older and less likely to be board certified. 
they are also less likely to work in group practice and less likely to work in academic settings. On the other hand, they are more likely to have internal medicine as their practice specialty. Okay, so that might be one reason why the trend is increasing, that we're getting our primary care docs from abroad? Yes, definitely the, the, the number uh, of internal medicine international graduates is increasing, but I'm not sure about the other specialties. I don't have this information, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Any guesses to why the IMGs are less likely to work in group practice? I find that one interesting. This finding has been a consistent finding across a number of studies. However, none of these studies that I know of has explored or determined the reason for this difference. Now, do the IMGs tend to practice in rural versus urban settings? Is there any pattern there? This is a very interesting question that relates to policymaking. In fact, as you might know, the visa system for physicians coming to practice in the U.S., especially the J-1 visa, allows physicians, these international graduates, to stay in the U.S. if they go and serve in underserved areas. Unfortunately, or, you know, the, the end result is there is not much difference between international graduates and U.S. graduates in terms of location. In one of our study, we categorized the zip code of the location of practice of physician into four categories, which are urban, large, rural, small rural, and isolated small rural. And there was no difference between international and U.S. graduates. The reason I said, unfortunately, initially, is because these policies were intended to drive physicians into these underserved areas and improve the provision of health services. But it doesn't seem that this policy is having any effect. Yeah, so it's not working. No, it doesn't seem so. If you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and I am speaking today with Dr. Ellie Ackle. Dr. Ackle is not only an internist, but has advanced degrees in public health and epidemiology as well. We are discussing migration of physicians. Now, Dr. Ackle, you mentioned that uh, primary care, internal medicine, that tends to be a popular specialty amongst IMGs. Any other specialties that kind of separate? Yeah, so I have a list of the top four or five specialties that have the highest percentage of IMGs. The top one is, in fact, psychiatry. Yes, 31% (laughs) of psychiatrists are international graduates. Wow, 31%. Yes, this is the highest percentage among the different specialties. And the top five list includes, so first, psychiatry, second, anesthesiology, third, pediatrics, fourth, radiology, and five, general surgery. Wow, now that's an interesting list. We've got the lowest income specialties with psychiatry and pediatrics and the highest income specialties with surgery, radiology, anesthesiology. Yeah, but I guess you have to keep in mind that the trend in terms of which specialties have the higher income has recently changed. And the percentage of international graduates reflect years of entry into a certain specialty. Mm, mm-hmm. So we expect to see these numbers and percentages change over time, when, but in a slower fashion. Uh, so do we have data on income? Uh, there are not many studies about income. I know of one study that was conducted among family 
physician or family practice physicians, and it showed that there's no difference between international graduates and U.S. graduates in terms of income. Now, what are the implications for the, as you call the source countries? It seems to me that they're in real danger of kind of a brain drain. Yes, Leslie. Brain drain is the exact term that is being used on the international level to describe this uh, migration of physicians. And the reason for this is because there's especially for low-income countries in the sub-Saharan Africa, there's lots of intellectual capital. And there's evidence now that the better quality physicians are those who are leaving. On the other hand, there is lots of educational investment. You know, lots of money is invested to get someone to go through the medical training and become a doctor. It is estimated that India has lost billions in educational money uh, because of the migration of its physicians. Other implications that are as important are the chronic understaffing of healthcare facilities. Going back again to sub-Saharan Africa with the epidemics of AIDS and TB, there are not enough physicians to treat these patients. Another shocking, I think, implication and outcome is that many sub-Saharan Africa do not have enough physicians to produce the next generation of physicians. So they are in a very rough position. Dr. Ackle, you've written about the brain drain in Lebanon in particular. Why do so many Lebanese docs leave? You know, I I was particularly interested in Lebanon because this is where I come from. And we conducted a number of uh, both qualitative and quantitative studies. The reason number one of the migration of physician is, interestingly, the oversaturation of the market, as opposed to what's happening in low-income countries. What has happened for a different number of reasons is that since the 1990s, the number of physicians in Lebanon has increased dramatically, uh, and we could discuss the reasons why. As an outcome, the newly graduating physicians are finding it tough to compete in the market, so they travel abroad, mainly to the U.S., to gain better training and have some competitive advantage when they go back to enter the market. So why is this oversaturated market in Lebanon, for physicians anyway? (laughs) Yes, so as you probably know, there was a civil war in Lebanon from 1975 till the uh, late 1980s. Uh, During this period, lots of people left and got their education outside. In the early 1990s, after the war stopped, most of these went back at the same time, which increased the number of physicians. Concomitantly, what happened is that after the fall of the Soviet Union, the Eastern European countries opened their university to foreign students. And many of the Lebanese students who couldn't get into Lebanese medical school went there to get their education. Mm -hmm. And there was no limit on the number. So they came back, and again, it was a big addition in terms of numbers. A third cause, uh, which is unfortunately a bad policymaking in Lebanon, is that during the same period, the number of medical schools doubled, which increased the number of local uh, graduates. Do we have any numbers on the reverse migration of U.S. medical graduates leaving the United States and practicing elsewhere? You know, I'm sure there are some numbers outside. I'm personally not aware of these numbers. But my guess, these numbers are relatively low because of the opportunities in the U.S. And compared with other systems, the system in the U.S. is more attractive. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Leslie. We've been discussing trends in physician migration with our guest today, Buffalo internist Dr. Ellie Ackle. 
I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments, so please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening. 